Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And how you doing today? It is Thursday. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And, man, we got a lot going on. Uh, we got the Dow down. We got gold down. We got silver way down. We had... Uh, a retail sales number, and all kinds of other little things that, uh, quite honestly, aren't even worth the paper they're printed. I don't even know if they print it on paper anymore. Who knows? Probably just electronically sent somewhere, but uh, it's not even worth any of that. We got a great show lined up for you. We got a clip that we're going to play for you in the next segment. We got all kind. We got we're wheeling and dealing. We got it all going on. I'm joined with my partner. Uh, in Colorado, Jason Walker, maybe, maybe the busiest man. <laughs> at least I know the, the busiest person at, at Patriot Trading Group by far. Uh, and and obviously running the radio station up there in Colorado as well. Uh, feeling the effects of, well, you know what? I, I'm like all the other bosses out there, Jason. You know, hey, I just want you, you to... Do twice the amount of work and not pay you twice the amount of pay. It's perfect. You know, with uh, with an actual free market economy, which we you know I don't believe we have free market economy the way we're set up. But in a free market economy, a business wants to grow and and and, and get stronger, and you hire more employees, and everybody in a growing situation works three times harder than somebody just kind of sitting there going through the motions. And that's that's what we got here at Patriot Trading. I don't want somebody else to come in and work unless I really, really need it. Because if I can handle it, I'm going to handle it. And uh, that's, that's true with the radio station too, Joey. Pay what we need to pay, but get everything out of everybody we got. There you go. That's what we try to do here. By the way, I just got handed a note, and it wasn't a good one. Uh, Ar- Arlene has uh, been working, calling uh, the bullion banks this morning. And here's what we got from the bullion banks. Do you have any utility a.k.a. Junk Silver. No. Can we book any? No. Then I asked her to ask inquire, how about Silver Eagles? Gotta have that. Right? We just finally got them, Jason. Right. Uh, no. Can we book any? Uh, that'll be a no. And here's what's hilarious. The paper market will tell you Silver's down a dollar today. Yep. Silver's down a dollar, yet the bullion banks whose only job, well, they got, you know, they do gold too, but their only job is really, hey, we we sell silver bullion. Junk, eagles, bars. Do you have, here was the best question. Do you have any silver at all? Anything? No. It's totally backwards, backwards, Joe. When when you have uh, distributors that don't have supply, that should drive the price up. And we got this this market where silver is drying up, and the price goes down a buck twenty an ounce. That's just to keep people from going for it because it should be pushing upwards. So it's well, uh, listen, everybody around. knows that everybody, yeah, everybody we talked to wins the big run. I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it to you again. I want you to listen very carefully. Gold and silver 
are going to run. As soon as the central bank tells us we're going to taper, and here's where we're going to start, and this is how much it's going to be, or, hey, we're not tapering. Until that time, you're going to get things like today. Do they mean anything? No. There's a bunch of paper guys trying to make some money. I don't care. Go ahead. Make your money. Here, here's, the, here's the good part. You know, gold and silver, it's just insurance. When you think about it, why are you buying it? Why is it? Even the guys on TV that, that want to sell you all the debt possible, when you really push them, okay, yeah, you should have some gold. Right? They, they, they'll even admit it, because, of course, they do. But it's insurance. So look at it this way. Today, the price of insurance went down. That's all. That's all that happened. Uh, is it going to stay down? No. Uh, did it? Does it have anything to do with actual supply and demand? and, and fund- No. There's nothing to do with fundamentals. I'll tell you what happened today. Uh, and we'll do it. You know, we're going to run up on the brakes. So I'll go real quick. Retail sales today. They come out. You, you'll see that. Retail sales unexpectedly up in August. All as they did is they went to July, which retail sales, by the way, in July were down 1%. And they said, well, you know what? That number wasn't right. It was actually down 1.8%. So they could tell you that retail sales in August was up seven-tenths of a percent. (laughs) I mean, that's actually what happened. Nobody cares. Who cares? Um. But it's the semantics. So, So remember what we've been saying for the last few days. Anything that they think is bad news, gold and silver rise. Anything they think is good news, like you know, like like retail sales went up. Oh, that's considered good news. Then you go the silver go down because they're somehow say, oh well, the Fed's going to taper. Listen, they've got a meeting on Wednesday. I think on Wednesday they're going to prepare us for taper at the next meeting. That's just what I think. We'll see when we get back, though. We got uh, Jason's got a great clip we're going to play for you. And then we got a lot of other things we want to talk about. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that down. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. You know, we had a plan. We, we, and we never planned. I just, uh, yesterday, I even said, listen, me and Jason don't talk about anything <laughs> until we get on the show. But we had this clip, and we actually, I, I'm not kidding you, it was like five minutes to eight. In my Arizona time, so five minutes on Colorado time. So I said to Jason, "Okay, well, hey, we'll do the opening segment, and then you bring us in in the second segment and play the clip." And he's like, "Oh, okay, great. All right, I'll talk to you later." Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted me to intro the clip. I didn't know. Sorry, Joe. I, yeah, we could have just potted it in. Okay, so let's throw it in quick then. Well, no, I wanted you to it. I wanted oh, you to bring okay. it in. We're, we're working on this. Clip. We're working on Listen, it. I, I like Joe. I like when Joe brings in the, the breaks and then sends it to me because I figure uh, the, the way that uh, Brian and I have done our shows in the afternoons, Brian brings in the breaks, and then uh, if I need it, so during, the, he's during the break, just covering here. We literally just talked about it, but no, no. I'm, I, 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 <laughs> we're gonna 
figure it out. Listen, I promise you. That's a communication uh, but, but, thing. When Joe says bring it in, I was thinking, okay, after Joe brings in the break, I bring in the cliff. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the communications problem. So, oh, let me, let me do it real quick. This guy is Michael Invest. It's one of the guys I listen to. Uh, in my life, uh, it, my whole life is a series of mics. I didn't just listen to this guy because his name was Mike, but he sounds a lot like Joe with a little bit of Jason mixed in. He's from Australia. We've played a few of his clips before, but he has some good stuff. And he does kind of fun stuff, and then he does serious stuff. So on this one, banks are trying everything to prevent a stock market downturn. He's going to talk about Michael Burry, the guy that uh, predicted the 08 disaster. And he's going to talk about Cat- the, the, the big short, right? The big short. The big short. That's right. Uh, uh, he, Kev- he was the guy who his research firm, they actually went to, to people's houses. They went to these housing developments knocking on doors to only find out that nobody was there, the houses were abandoned, all this other stuff. And, so just and Michael Burry Michael Burry didn't even do that. Michael Burry just went in and read hundreds of thousands of bad mortgages in these packages. He actually did what nobody else does, which is I'm going to look at every single mortgage in these packages of hundreds of thousands of mortgages. And figured it out himself. He didn't have to go anywhere. He just did it from his office. So it's, he did one of those insane information guys. Now, he also is going to talk about Kathy Wood. Kathy Wood is, hey, uh, this thing's going to just keep on going. It ain't stopping. Market crash, are you kidding yes, me? Uh, K- Kathy Wood is one of the favorites on the idiot box. Uh, she's got some hedge. Uh, she's like, it's a hedge fund, for lack of a better term. And she buys, you know, Tesla, this, that, the other, and thinks uh, stock market's going to uh, infinity. And, you know, we, we've seen versions of Kathy Wood uh, every decade. Uh, yep. She's just the latest. She's the new one. She, she's the new one until there's a crash and, and they got to get somebody else for the next one. <laughs> so, so, anyways, Michael Invest. Uh, let's just listen to what he says because he's going to talk about stock markets crashing already and it's being hidden. So, so, Jack, let's go ahead and play this thing. About four minutes, four and a half minutes. Holy smokes, everyone. You're not going to believe what is happening in the stock market right now. For the last two months, I've been watching the markets very, very closely, and I've been noticing a new trend. As we know, growth has slowed. The stock market is slowly eking out or grinding out all-time highs, but the growth has stalled. And lately, I've been seeing that it looks like the stock market wants to correct. We're having more and more strategists and analysts And normally stock market bulls come out saying that at least a 10% correction is due. And for the last month, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. It's a day of red, then a day of green, a few days of red, then a high day of green. So who is it or what is it that keeps coming in and buying up the dips and is stopping this downward pressure that is mounting up? So I've been doing a lot of research to see why this has been happening, why this downtrend that everybody is expecting hasn't come yet. And people, I've found the answer. Let's have a look. This is why, everybody, bank buybacks have hit a record propelling stocks to all-time highs. That's right, everybody, a record. Now, we need to have a little history lesson because the best way for us to predict the future is to learn from history. Now, stock buybacks are quite normal. They often happen. But right now, they're all-time highs. And what actually happened before the greatest stock market crash in history in 1929? Well, 
JP Morgan arranged a meeting with the US largest banks and what they did is they started buying up shares like they're doing today to prevent the ultimate crash that was coming. But let's dig a bit deeper and have a look at the Pacifics, what they're really doing everyone. So listen to this everybody, financial weekly buybacks were the largest on record since 2010 and is almost a record as a percentage of the market cap. So let's have a look at this chart everybody. We can see the biggest buyers right now are in exhibit 43 are financials. The financial institutions are the one buying back the most stocks. But something very interesting that they're doing is they're not buying small caps. They're not buying mid cap stocks. They're all buying large cap stocks. And do you know most of the stocks in the S&P 500 right now is already in a correction, but most people don't know about it. Look at this, everybody. The big dangers are gone as corrections hit half of the S&P 500 stocks. So the S&P 500 has gone 34 days without a 1% gain. That is the longest in 20 months. So what that means is it means... The smaller companies and the medium-sized companies are getting smashed, especially from the pandemic. But the large, huge institutions that have accounts set up with the Federal Reserve, and whenever they need money or if ever they're in trouble, they can get cheap credit at 0.75% through the Federal Reserve's funding facility. They're doing great. The financial institutions are taking that cheap credit and buying back their own stocks. They're not innovating. They're not investing in better equipment, better technology. They're not growing, expanding. They're not hiring more people. What they're doing now is they're just saying, look, we'll just buy back some of our own stocks. And this is why bubbles kill innovation and productivity and investment and making society better as a whole. Because people say, why should I bother having to think or invest or take risk, hire people? All I'll do is take cheap credit, put it in the market, sit back and make money. So everyone, this explains why the stock market hasn't fallen like we've all expected. And it would only actually fall when they want it to fall. Because what happens time and time again, these banks, they create boom-bust cycles. And right now, we're in a boom cycle. And we're in euphoria in the stock markets. And what they do is they try to drag in all the retail investors to buy the top. They'll slowly start selling and then... All of a sudden, all these buybacks will be taken out. They'll pull out all the support for the stock market, let it crash. People will sell or lose a lot of their money, and then they'll come in and buy up the dip for pennies on the dollar. And then rinse and repeat, this is what they do time and time again. But if these buybacks do slow or stop, well, then I don't think they're going to have all this buying pressure in the markets for much longer. So everyone, I thought this was very interesting, and it was a good insight to see why the market hasn't dropped why we can't seem to get this downtrend that we're all expecting, but what do you think about this, everyone? Now, for- All right, Joe. So you know what? There was a different video where he talks about Michael Burry and the, and the, uh, the, the, uh, the Bears and the Kathy Woods and the, and the, and the Bulls, and, and uh, it's very similar to what we just played. I forgot, so it was another video. But basically, same thing as he said here, and then he says, look, I think there's option three. I think they're both wrong. I think it's stagflation. I think they're both going to get it wrong. He says, I think we're going to be seeing a, 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 a future pattern of going sideways and, and maybe not seeing massive crashes. Uh, maybe one big crash coming up soon, Joe, but then uh, maybe things just go sideways for a very long time. Well, right now, there's a couple of things that, that are absolutely true. The vast majority of the market's down 20% or more. 
Yep. That's a that's a fact. Matter of fact, a lot of your four hundred one ks and IRAs, they're 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 especially lately. Even though Wall Street, Wall Street's barely off, maybe a thousand points. The Dow's like a thousand points off of its high. Uh, but but your four hundred one ks have had a a much harder time here in the last thirty days, and that's because. And he's absolutely right. A couple of days ago, as a, a great example, a couple of days ago, the market ended up down 300 points. It was going to be down almost 1,000 points. But Microsoft had announced that they were buying $60 billion of their own stock back. Well, Microsoft, one of the most heavily weighted stocks on the Dow rose on the news. And because it's so heavily weighted, right, instead of the Dow being down 1,000, it was only down 300. Yep. But the internals of the vast majorities of the st- of stocks right now are already in this correction phase. And everyone said, well, well, we haven't had a correction in this, that, the other. And, of course, you talked about the bank. Buybacks. Remember, the Federal Reserve, what was it, about six weeks ago, gave the banks the all clear. Right? And even though there's nothing farther from the truth, the banks aren't all clear. They're all clear as long as the Fed keeps propping them up. And what the Fed says, well, you know what? Since we're no, you know, no longer reporting all the bailouts we're giving you, God, yeah, you're fine. You know, again, trying to give this false sense of security to everybody. Eliminate price discovery, eliminate all of these things. But what it did do is it allowed the, for the banks to all buy back their own. The only bank that can't buy back their stock is Wells Fargo. Everybody else can do it. Uh, and that is, that, that he's absolutely right. In that regard, which yep. is if you own and what do you call the big cap stocks, right? What right. are we talking about? Apple, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, right? The banks, right? He's talking about the big, big boys that can borrow for next to nothing. And, and listen, man, it just makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? If, if Microsoft can borrow money at a fraction of a percent, buy back their own stock and have the stock price go up a couple of percent, well, that math works, doesn't it? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did they, now, did they hire anybody? Did they produce anything? Right? Did we get anything out of it? No. And, and you take this along with what Jeff Gunless keeps warning everybody about. Listen, this isn't real growth. All we did is gave people a bunch of money and they spent it. It's kind of like Bitcoin, Joe. There's nothing there. Oh. Ray Dalio made the, probably the greatest point on Bitcoin yet. And I'll just make it simple. for. And I love Bitcoin. And I've said that a billion times. I wish they would let everything compete. And then all, we could pick what we wanted to use as money. Ray Dalio probably said it better than anybody hey guys if bitcoin and, and we'll use we'll say bitcoin but he's talking about all the coins yes 
if they ever gained any real traction, they have no real traction. Okay, they don't. Elon Musk and Mark Cuban, they can make these tweets and this and that. Listen, they want you to help them make a bunch of money. Yep. Okay, that's what they want. That's all they want. Let's face it. When people talk about getting paid in Bitcoin, 99% of the time, it's a criminal. <laughs> right? When, you, when we and you hear about somebody getting paid in Bitcoin, 99% of the time, we're reading an article about some syndicate that shut down some hospital or some power grid or some pipeline or some school district, and you got to pay a fine to them in Bitcoin. Yep. If it ever gains traction, that's when they're going to eliminate it. And that's what I've been saying the whole time. Listen, if Bitcoin ever became a threat to replace or be used like dollars, they'll get rid of it. That, and it's just that simple. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Thursday. 800-951-0592. I don't mean to laugh, but uh, we were talking earlier retail sales. Uh, kind of, and, and to be fair, listen, I, I get up super early in the morning. Gold was already down. $24 before retail sales numbers came out. So this was uh, a planned little hit here to uh, selling before the Fed meeting Wednesday. Uh, matter of fact, we've seen this for the last couple of Fed meetings now in a row. Uh, and again, because they want, they want the Fed to tell them what they're going to do. Uh, and, and they're running out of time. As Jason I said, we whether it's this meeting or the next meeting, I think this meeting they're going to just set up, taper, and then the next meeting they'll announce it. And I already told you. We're talking about they're going to buy $15 billion a month less. I mean, that's their big, give me a break, right? They're, they're already, uh, inflation's already out of the bag and it's going to be headed a whole lot higher, uh, a whole lot faster than these guys ever thought. And again, or to Jason's point, one of two things, right? Either these guys are clueless or this is just an orchestrated event but either way it always they did and this was the best part all they did is they went to the last month's number and made it even worse down 1.8 percent instead of one percent so they could say retail sales were up seven tenths of a percent see what i'm saying if you add the two together which obviously a normal person would probably do you're like okay well retail sales are down about six-tenths of a percent here in the summer for June, July, August, because you figured June wasn't any good either. Uh, but, you know, all semantics. Uh, everybody uh, trades headlines anyway. These people don't even – I don't even know if some of these people, Jason, know how to read anything. No, I, and, Joe, what, part of my philosophy on how it works is uh, – and this is just with everything, all the systems that are in place is uh, – you learn from somebody, and that person that you learn from, well, he learned from somebody else. And then when you get into government, there's the, uh, I'm in charge of this, and then the guy above me, he's in charge of more. There's a guy above him that's in charge of more. And, and without even questioning, the guy that's above you has the answers. And you're not even supposed to question that. It's almost like military, Joe. And uh, so so I think like when the Fed meets, you see these, these Fed governors, they don't have any answers. They, 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 they seem smart. They're put there to, to look smart. But they're being told what to do, 
And the guys that tell them what to do, they don't question. They think, oh, they, they put me here. They have the answers. And that's, those, are, those are the people we don't see, Joe, the guys that, that put those people in those places, and uh, they, have, they have the real answers as far as what they want to do. But what, what, do they know what to do? I don't know. You know, they, I know what they, they know what to do to help themselves out, Joe. I'll say this. So you mentioned uh, Catherine Wood uh, on the last segment. One of her big darling stocks, Tesla. Tesla's going to be, I don't, I, and I don't know the number she said, 3,000, 30,000, some crazy number. Uh, it's been reported that Tesla had these great sales numbers in China last month. Uh, today, uh, China's just like the U.S. in a lot of ways, so you can't buy a car in China without insurance. So if you're going to buy a new car before it rolls off the lot, just like here in the U.S., Got to have your insurance. Somebody just came out and and kind of blew the whole thing up. They list Tesla sales every month this year. And then they say official Chinese insurance for Teslas. And they're identical. I mean, it, it's crazy how close they are. They're within 50, you know. If, if Tesla saw, said we sold 5,000 cars, hey, 5,000 people insured a brand new Tesla that month. Every single month until August, where Tesla came out with this huge number, and the guy's like, hey, wait a minute. That's 500% more than people that actually bought insurance for new Teslas. And by the way, this Catherine Wood gale uh, magically has dumped hundreds of thousands of Tesla shares in the last, <laughs> you know, the last week while telling you all to oh buy it, gosh. you know, that, that, that old chestnut. But I only bring it up this, and I only bring it up Tesla because, you know, California, all cars got to be electric by, what was it, 2030, 2035. New York, yesterday, all cars in New York have to be electric by 2035. So the gas car going away. Remember, what was it? It was Toyota. And I know I pronounce it funny. Sorry. It's just how I pronounce it. They actually went to the Biden administration and said to the Biden administration, hey, listen, we can't meet. And the Biden administration wants... I think all half of all cars by 2030 need to be electric. I think that's their official stance. And and they told the Biden administration uh, that's impossible. Right. It's not possible. If you think a new car's expensive now, there's not enough raw material. You know the 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 cobalts and all the the lithium and uh, I don't know if you see the price of uranium right all this stuff right it's not possible so please don't make us start getting ready to do this because we're going to spend a bunch of money and then we're not going to be able to build any cars and guess what neither GM or Ford or Tesla or anybody else. Joe, I think yeah. Joe, I think people are going to stop buying these cars anyways. Because if we have a market downturn, there's no one's going to buy these cars. China's not going to buy Teslas. Let me say this: 
Uh, the same, oh, no. same guy that we just watched. China's got their own electric cars. Well, they don't buy Tesla. They, there's problems in China, Joe. I brought it up earlier this week. Uh, I saw the same guy, Michael. Michael Invest. But let me see. Just something I watched yesterday. Protests. China doesn't have protests. That doesn't go on in China. I saw bank lobbies with hundreds of Chinese people saying, give us our money now. They're chanting, give us our money now. Give oh, us. yeah. All related to... Uh to that one property management company. We'll and and on top of that, Joe, I saw the implosion of 15 buildings all at once. You can find this video where China, this one, you know, they hadn't even finished the building. They hadn't moved people in yet. They decided, well, we can't support this. And they imploded 15 buildings in one site. Things are very wrong in China. China is cracking down on real estate. They're doing the exact opposite of what our Fed is doing. Our Fed is trying to prop up the real estate market. China's doing the exact opposite. And, and now uh, there's a default looming in the second largest property owner in China. By the way, this has ties here. They sell a lot. And, well, they haven't, they haven't recently, but they sold a lot of U.S. dollar-denominated debt. Uh, that's all going to uh, get ready to implode here, and we'll see the ramifications of that play out. Uh, but when we get back, I got one more thing about electric cars, and it's for all you Bolt owners. That's the general version. version. You may want to park that car somewhere else. We'll be right back. 800 You know... We, we've heard the stories about the, the Teslas catching on fire, and you can't put these things out, apparently. Uh, the old, uh, you know, the old uh, spray a bunch of water on it doesn't work with these electric cars. Well, I, I, don't, I didn't know this because, you know, when I think electric cars, really, the only, I only think Tesla, right? I, I, and I know that uh, the other ones, they, they've got their own versions of them, but General Motors, they have uh, the Chevy Bolt, and they're, they've now put out a, a, uh, a warning for everyone that has. So any of you out there, our listeners that have a Chevy Bolt, they're, they're asking you to park, and I'm not making this up, in an effort to reduce potential damage to structures in nearby vehicles, in the rare event of a potential fire, we recommending parking on the top floor or at an open-air deck or parking garage and park 50 feet or more away from any other vehicle. Additionally, we request you do not leave your vehicle charging unattended. Oh, no. Even if you're using a charging station in a parking garage. Social, now, social distancing for your car. What are you talking about? Just sit there and watch your car charge. This, I, I, I wish I could. GM <laughs> actually put this out. Apparently, 12 of these bolts, who knows how many they've sold, right? 
Yes. Uh, probably not very many, but 12 of them. Enough that uh, after paying the lawsuits, they they aren't making. They only issue these, by the way. They they have their own actuaries, and and based on the math, decides whether or not to recall something they know is broke. Right. So, so they have these actuaries. That, okay, hey, we do the math. Here's the problem with, the, and and then you get the 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 letter in the mail. Bring your car in. We'll fix it for free. Because they know, hey, if we don't fix it, enough of these are going to break, and people are going to crash, and they're going to sue, and we're going to lose, and, and it's more than what we're making on the car, so let's recall. That's right. They can't even recall because they don't know why these cars are catching on fire. Oh, boy. But I love the fact, hey, park 50 feet away from a car in a parking garage. What about your garage? <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, how many people park in a parking garage? I like the whole uh, make sure you're there when your car's charging. It's kind of the modern. Yeah. It's like the modern version. By the of, way, modern version of watching paint dry. <laughs> <laughs> hey George, what are you doing? Well, I got my bolt plugged in right now, so I just gotta watch it. Make sure my whole house doesn't burn down. I painted my wow. house. I painted my house, so I decided to charge my car at the same time. I could do both of them at the same time. I could watch watch one charge and watch the paint dry. <laughs> but by the way, we want all our cars to be electric by twenty thirty five. Oh, by the way, the recall. Uh, to be fair, twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen car productions. To be fair, and uh, I guess I do know how many vehicles they sold. Sixty eight thousand of them total in the whole world. 50,000 of them were here in the United States. Uh, so, man. <laughs> I, I have a, I'm an expert at driving around and making your driving dollars count, Joe. I'm, I am the expert. It's why I drive Toyota Corollas. I figured out that you can beat them up and treat them like crap for 200 and up to 250,000 miles, and the dollar per mile is cheapest. And those electric cars are nowhere in the ballpark of cheap. You can get a sports car and do just as good. I'm going to tell you right now, do not buy a used car from Jason. <laughs> Don't buy his car because he just admitted. He treats them like crap, right, drives them till they're falling apart. Don't buy it from him. But, uh, you know, let's face it. Uh, and I think both of us would agree. Uh, the quality of vehicles has made a big improvement from the 80s. Remember the 80s? Remember back in the 80s, a car was only meant to last five years. Right. And then, and then it was a total hunk of junk, and you got rid of it. You know, I grew up in New York, upstate New York. Cars, after five years of dealing with all the salt and everything else, they would rust out, you know. Nope. Uh, I remember I got my, my first car was the hand-me-down uh, it started as my mom's car, then went to my older brother, then went to me. It was a 77 Chevy Malibu, and you could literally <laughs> take the bottom of the door and lift it up because it was completely rusted out. And, uh, you, you know, <laughs> but that was the car that I got. And let me tell you, after I got done with it, it got sent to the junkyard. I delivered pizzas in an 87 Corolla for so long, I got it to 400,000 miles. The metal where my gas pedal foot is, 
I could see the ground. I had to put something under it because I wore the metal out because I used the gas pedal so much. <laughs> I had to say, that's so funny. I had the same thing with my, I had to put like a, a little rug over because it would creep me out. Well, I had to actually, I was driving through slush, Joe. It was the size of a silver dollar. I was driving through slush when that hole happened and it shoved all the slush up to where I couldn't hit the brake pedal. I had to clear. I was driving down the front of the road. I had to. I went. To, I had to hit the brake. I wasn't braking because there was just so much slush that came up through the hole. So I had to fix it because I was going to crash. <laughs> uh, uh, if you think we got rolling blackouts and power problems now, <laughs> wait till the whole neighborhood catches on fire because everyone plugged in their bolts uh, before they went to bed. Pizza Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I thought we were going to go with some, you know, huge great savings on all of this stuff. Gold's down forty, well thirty nine, uh, seventeen fifty three. Silver's still down a dollar, twenty two seventy five. I, I, and I already told you the bullion bank has nothing. They don't have any junk. They don't have any silver eagles. They don't have any maple leaves. They don't have any silver bars. They have nothing. Which means we've got to go to secondary markets, which which is a nice way of saying I've got to pay more to get it. Right, the cheapest source has none. Uh, I actually had to raise because I lowered the prices this morning. I had to go back and raise the price on utility silver because what I can buy it for on the open market. This dollar drop didn't happen. Didn't happen. Physically did not happen. Uh, the the silver rounds, we have some rounds in stock. This is the only reason why I can offer them right now. We've got 40 rolls of rounds. Four zero. So it's a little over a case of rounds. Just under two cases of rounds. They're 500 and fifty dollars a roll. So there's oh. twenty ounces of silver. Listen, it, they're three nine fine silver, just the the same quality silver that the Silver Eagle is. The only difference is the U.S. Mint didn't mint these. Uh, all of these, I believe, were minted from the Sunshine Mint. And by the way, Sunshine is who the mint uses to not only buy the physical uh, silver from the Comex. Uh, it gets delivered to the Shunshine facilities. They take those 1,000-ounce bars, remelt them down, put them into these strips, and make the disc, the planchets they're called, uh, that get sent to the mint. And then the mint puts the design on it. Uh, and so Sunshine is world-renowned manufacturer. Uh, we've got 40 rolls of these rounds at 500 in fifty dollars, Jason, that puts the cost down to twenty-seven dollars and fifty cents, uh, which is, which as far as silver goes, that's as cheap as it gets. Yeah, that's uh, that's a surprising price, Joe. <laughs> I thought for sure you'd be in the five sixty or five seventy range. Well, I, I should be, but but I, I listen. I want I want you to take advantage when you get a drop like this. It just it's hard, you know. Well, hey, you know, silver's down a dollar. My price didn't go down. Sorry. Right. You know, that, that's a hard one to do, but we had some in stock. 
and and we'll pass that savings on to you on the gold side. I wish I had better news. I I don't have great news. Now I do have a great item. I just don't have a lot of them. We do have fifty twenties. You know, yesterday we were running. Uh, we ran Indians. By the way, the Indian price gold fell forty dollars. The Indian price didn't move. That's how hot the Indian market is. Uh, I've got fifty twenty dollar gold pieces. Two thousand fifty. 2050, which is as cheap as they've been uh, pretty much all summer long. 800 951 Put them away. Everyone's going to wait for Wednesday. And, and again, we're, we're in what I call the six-week window here. After this is sometime in the next six weeks, this thing's going to go. And then we're going to see, I think we're going to see gold and silver get ready to start rallying through 2022. So you always want to be ahead of the curve. Buy them now. Buy on the dips. Take advantage of the dip. 800 951 0592.